Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Ghost babies, it's holiday time. And Regardless of what holidays you observe, there's all this pressure mounting over the wintertime season to be connected to family, family of origin. And for a lot of us, family of origin is really complicated or hard or non-existent. And so this brings me to this week's question. And this question is from M. And M says... This past year has been wildly heartbreaking for me, and I'm closing it out estranged from my mother and my older sister. Since childhood, my family has been abusive in every way a family can be. It was very hard growing up in that household, and I would say that I don't remember much of it all due to disassociation. I've tried my best to hold a bridge up for my family, to forgive and forget, to try to move on and heal. My mother in particular seems to see no wrong in her actions playing the martyr, which I've often quietly swallowed. Since this summer, my mother and older sister have decided to, quote, punish me by ignoring me and cutting me off from access to them. This behavior isn't new, and it hurts so much, but I know in my heart that this time has to be the end of the line. Jessica, anything that you can see to help me with fortifying my heart and keeping me from going back to them would be really helpful. It's hard to love your abusers, and I really want to learn how to receive love outside of the parameters of abuse. My father is still in the picture, but connecting with him has always been so difficult, especially because he lives with both my mother and older sister still. Thank you so much for all the help you provide. Your podcast has validated me in so many ways. You've provided such great tools to learn how to cope with the world. And M was born April 28, 1992 at 5.45 p.m. in Caracas, Venezuela. So there's a lot of course, going on in here. And I just want to start off by saying, I'm really sorry that your childhood was so rough and that you're still so in it. I also want to say something that I've said on the podcast before, that in your 20s, before your sudden return, which you're a couple years out from, it is still an extension of your childhood. You're still, you know, you're in the adult part of your childhood, astrologically. Now, maybe not all astrologers see it that way, but I certainly do. For me, The validating part of that is that you're on time. You're not supposed to be perfectly healed from your childhood in your 20s. And we're still in a stage of reacting and interacting with family of origin from a place of still trying to figure out in really embodied terms who and what we are and what we're not. And this is really, it's hard work. You know, I want to be really clear. This is really hard work. The fact that you're endeavoring to do it is really beautiful. As hard as it is, as sad as it is, the benefits of trying to live in a way that reflects who you want to be instead of, you know, the role you've played in unhealthy family dynamics, that is so powerful. And I can say this work never totally goes away because your origin story is always going to be your origin story. That said, how you tell yourself that story and how you hold that story, how you love yourself around that story how you live with that story, that that changes with time. It will change whether you do healthy things or not. So I'm really happy to hear that you're endeavoring to do your best by yourself and ultimately by your family. So there's a lot to talk about. I just want to start off by saying 
I know I talked a lot about boundaries in last week's episode, maybe in the past couple episodes, but having boundaries, especially with your family, really requires that you listen to others. You listen to what they're saying. You listen to what they're doing. You really pay attention to who they're choosing to be. It is kind to hold that in context with whatever trauma they come through, whatever their situation is. But ultimately, it is important that you are present for who the people around you, especially the people in your family, are choosing to be. This is really essential because with family issues, generally one of the central things happening is we don't feel that we can be ourselves without recrimination or punishment or drama, right? When we kind of struggle with that by essentially not accepting our family themselves, we are at an impasse. There's kind of nowhere to go from there. Now, when I say acceptance, and and I've said this a million times before, I'll say it again. Acceptance is not consent. Acceptance is not A-OK. It's not a green light. Acceptance is awareness. Acceptance is presence. That's it. When you truly listen to your mother and your older sister, and even your father, who is enabling all of this, or certainly not standing up for you or standing up for himself around all of this, when you really listen to who they are, then that is all the evidence you need to understand whether or not things can change and be different and better. So when you struggle around this issue, you know, over the coming months, and you see that there is no change, when you see that they have not given you any evidence to see that things are different, then use that as a grounding cord. Use that as kind of an anchor to remind you that you have a choice. You can go back and you can, you know, give them another chance. But there's not a lot of reason to walk into walls for people. Not if you know it's a wall. Now, hey, maybe it looks, you know, maybe it's like a the labyrinth with David Bowie and it looks like a wall, but really it's a it's a doorway. That's possible, but it's not usually the case. And I want to just really ground you into when you understand that other people aren't open to change in the way you want it or aren't willing to see you or treat you in a way that you feel is kind or respectful or loving, then it's unreasonable to place your heart in their hands. Then it's unreasonable to ask them to honor your boundaries. Instead, what is reasonable is for you to cherish your own heart, to embody your own boundaries and needs. That's really, really important. And in your situation, what that might look like is continuing to not have contact with them. You luckily are young. There are years for this to change. It may change and it may not, but it is certainly worth you giving yourself the chance to be a part of the change by no longer playing your role, by no longer playing your part. And this is something that is incredibly hard to learn for all of us. It's incredibly hard to learn that we actually have choice around how we play our part in dynamic. When you're being overwhelmed by emotion, especially with family of origin, it feels like you don't have a choice. But we always have a choice. We don't always have good choices, but we always have choice. And when we are capable of seeing more choices, when we're capable of giving ourselves permission to make the choice that's right for us, not a great choice, but the choice that's right in a situation, that's when the whole entire game changes. 
because family dynamic, family trans patterns, the way that they work is everyone has to play their role. The bad kid has to keep on being bad. Uh, you know, the dramatic kid keeps on having to be dramatic. The silent father has to keep on being quiet. You know, everybody has to play their role. And when one person destabilizes that pattern, nobody knows what will happen next. Maybe nothing. Maybe, maybe you know, it's business as usual. But generally, that is one of the important precursors to change. And when we're dealing with major family stuff, change needs to happen slowly over time, usually, unless there's some sort of catharsis or drama that pushes it quicker. Now, to your chart, my dear, you have Saturn in the fourth house, and it forms a square to Pluto in the first. And so, your childhood does look like the theme of punishment was pretty consistent there. Saturn in the fourth house can often give you what feels like a really lonely and restrictive childhood. And it can make you feel like you really, you don't have a place that's safe for you. And so I want to say that I am really proud of you. I, I hope that doesn't sound, I don't know, patronizing or something, but I am really proud of you that you are taking a step away because I see how incredibly hard it is for you to on purpose, walk away from people or situations. It's really scary for you because you do have a sense of scarcity around love. You're a little bit of a, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't kind of girl. And that that's hard for you. Giving yourself space is wise. Giving yourself permission to check back in maybe every three months, schedule it in your calendar to check back in. Is this still the right action for me? Is this still the right thing? Is there something that I need to do differently with them or in my relationship to the issues I'm dealing with? Now, I say every three months because I do see you have a tendency to be, to be a little bit obsessive in your thinking. And so if you did it every month or even every two months, I worry that it would end up feeling really defensive. And this is part of why you've even written me the question, I think, because you have a tendency to figure out what you need and then to see it very clearly. But once you start to embody it, the emotions are so upsetting for you that you rush to action to defend those feelings, to fix those feelings. And that kind of backfires on you. You figure out, I have to walk through this alleyway and the alleyway is narrow and stinky and bad. And so you start to walk through the alleyway and then halfway through that alleyway, you become very uncomfortable because it's narrow and stinky and bad. And then you run back where you came from. So you never get to the other side and you deserve to get to the other side. And if you get to the other side, who knows what'll happen? It might be worse. It might be better. I don't know, neither do you, but you kind of got to do what's right because you believe it's right. What you know, what you know is that your family dynamic isn't working for you, that your mother and your sister, who when I look at your birth chart, I will say you deeply love. These women are not trustworthy with your heart. They are not treating you in the way that you need to be treated to be healthy and right with yourself. That looks really clear and that sounds really clear from your question. What you don't know is what will happen with the absence of them. What you don't know is what will happen if you say to yourself, them treating me poorly is a reflection on who they choose to be and not a reflection on me. How I treat myself and how I treat them is a reflection on me. Now, my dear, because you have a labor rising and because you have a moon in Pisces, I am not surprised to hear in your question, you say that you've tried to forgive and forget. Libra and Pisces are the two signs that are the most people-pleasing. 
they're the most oriented for peace is a good thing, right? And, you know, when we're talking about a lot of things, a lot of things, peace is a great thing. It's a preferable thing. But if your family is not willing to participate in peace, if your family is perpetuating abuse or cruelty, then forgiving and forgetting is you just playing your role. Forgetting is a tricky thing because sometimes when you're in a survival mode, it is your best tool. You got to just forget. You got to you got to put it out of your, your mind. But if you're trying to thrive, if you're trying to figure out how to reform your relationship to yourself so that you make different choices in your relationships to others, if that is what you're doing, and, and I do think it is, then you can't forget. Because if you forget, what you're doing is you're, it's like you're unplugging your power source. Acceptance is the foundation upon which forgiveness can occur. Unfortunately, it's really hard to forgive without acceptance. And it is unnecessary for you to forgive. Now, some people, a lot of people, are going to tell you that forgiveness is essential. And I do think that forgiveness, and this is something, again, I've said before, forgiveness is not taking other people off the hook. It's taking the hook out of your own heart. It's not torturing yourself with other people's bad behavior or bad things that happen to you. However, when we force ourselves to forgive, when we rush forgiveness, it's not truly forgiveness. It's self-denial. It's a great goal to come to a state of forgiveness of them and of yourself. But it's not a great place to start because if you haven't given yourself permission to be sad and to be mad and to feel bad, then true forgiveness is really hard to achieve. So don't forget, remember, and don't even forgive, not yet. First, unpack who these people truly are, not who you wish they were, not who you make them, who they are, and see if you can accept it. And you are allowed to be angry. You are allowed to be hurt. That is healthy. And it's an important stage to go through on your journey towards having actual peace. And then see who you choose to be. Being a person who is able to see, oh, wow, this person is acting like a martyr. They are unwilling or unable to see any wrongdoing on their own side. And this person's my damn mom. And so I'm not going to convince her that she's done anything wrong because she's not willing to see it. And I can't be in a healthy dynamic with her for as long as I need her to understand what she's done to me. If that's where you're at, then it is healthy to have space from her. A lot of times when people hear this, this notion of like, I, I don't talk to my parents or I, you know, I can't be in a relationship with my parents. They hear like a hundred percent blackout, right? No light at all. And it is acceptable and possible to decide I'm not going to talk to my mom or my sister. And also once a year, send out a card saying, I hope you're well. I love you. Talk to you later and not put a return address. There are ways of doing it that are slightly more moderate, that don't feel hateful or punitive to you. And also you really don't have to do that. You can just take space. So when we talk about you you moving forward and finding real love in your life. I've actually got what I think is really good news, but it's low-key dramatic. Okay. Throughout 2019, Saturn has been conjoining your Uranus-Neptune conjunction, as it has been for everyone around your age. And 
it has really forced you to look at the spiritual impact of your family dynamics and how you communicate with others. In 2020, and for the next couple few years, you're going to be going through a bunch of big astrology. Uranus will start squaring your sun. Pluto will continue to oppose your midheaven, and it will square your natal Venus and your ascendant. Tis a lot. Additionally, Pluto will continue to form a sextile to your moon and Mars. So, the upshot, my dear. No matter what you do right now is likely to be quite painful. Pluto can bring up abuse issues. It can bring up trauma. And it does that so that we can heal it. This period of your life is written to be a time where you can deeply and truly heal from trauma. This isn't easy. It isn't chill. However, because you're not just going through difficult transits by Pluto, because Pluto's also forming these really beautiful sextiles, because Uranus is involved and squaring your sun, I really, really think you are going to do the work and you are going to deeply change. And within that, unfortunately, is the risk of losing everything. Because here's the rub. Having an unhealthy relationship with your family where, you know, you're the bad guy in whatever ways. Having that relationship is a relationship. It's knowing your place. It's being a part of a family unit. And when you start playing your role, no matter how unhealthy and unsatisfying that role is, what happens is it feels like you're all alone. Even if you were all alone in the family dynamic and it was hurting you, it's hard to let go. It's hard to risk being alone. And so I do believe that that is a big part of what you are needing to confront at this time. And at this time means over the next couple few years. In a way, that might sound really intimidating, but these wounds and this family dynamic, it's, it's so deep. Moving forward in your personal relationships with friends, with loves, with business partners, any kind of intimate or close relationship, what you want to pay attention to is the evidence that others show you of who they are. You want to pay attention to not just how they treat you, but how they talk about others and how they treat others, even how they treat themselves. If you find that people in your life tell lots of stories in which they are the martyr, and they're never responsible, then you know you're in your pattern. Then you know you have attracted to yourself a person who is embodying some archetype from your family. And that doesn't mean you need to stay in an unhealthy relationship to heal the archetype. Maybe the way you heal that archetype is by walking away. But if the universe keeps on bringing you the same lesson over and over again, then walking away clearly isn't the only answer, right? Finding new ways of dealing with old dynamics is a lot easier with people who come into your life when you're already an adult. It's a lot easier than dealing with your family of origin. And it's not always possible to deal with the people who give us our crap. It's not always possible to work out your birth chart with your family of origin. But that's cool. You'll just attract other people to do it with. And trust, you are likely to attract people to work it out with over the next couple few years. So the embodiment of boundaries, which is essentially the embodiment and commitment towards self-love, that's your damn job. Forgiveness is a really big theme. It is a really big theme over the next few years in your life. But I want to say that unless you forgive yourself for what you did and didn't do, for how you feel or how you don't feel, 
it's going to be really hard to ever truly forgive anyone else. Because forgiveness, when I forgive you, but I'm torturing myself over what I did or didn't do to you, it really isn't forgiveness. It's martyrdom. We have to be able to take responsibility with humility for how we engage. And we have to allow others room to be whatever they are. That doesn't mean we have to consent to being a part of their lives. And you have a right to not engage. I'm really glad you wrote in with this question because you are wise to be concerned that you might go back or it's hard for you to hold a boundary. It is hard for you to hold boundaries. And this time is different. It's totally different. What is so important for you is to honor how it's different. You are different. Your family's different. The circumstances are different. Where we have Pluto, we have drama. We have what feels like life-threatening things, whether or not it is. Our survival mechanisms are governed by the planet Pluto. And your survival mechanisms are being kicked into high gear. And so this is a really powerful time for you to really engage them. Honestly, eyes wide open, you know, engage with your shadow and make loving choices, make sustainable choices. And those are the harder choices to make when it comes to your survival mechanisms. That's just life. And because this period is going to last a couple few years, you want to keep on returning to your North Star, whatever that means. Having a sense of like, well, what are the things that are truly important to me? What is it that I want to make sure I am being? Because I don't want to be like I was in the family dynamic, or I don't want to be like them. So what do I want to be? Finding grounding or solace in yourself is really useful when things feel chaotic and desperate. And I do think in your family dynamic, it goes there sometimes. One last thing I'll say is you do have people who love you. You have this beautiful sun and Venus in the seventh house. People like you got Jupiter in the 11th. You actually do make friends easily. I don't know that you have an easy time letting people in or trusting people, but I do see opportunity for you to change and heal and grow. And I do see that you have people around you and it's important that you don't isolate yourself. It's important that you let people get to know you. Keep on trying, you know, keep on trying. Hey, are you supporting Ghosts of a Podcast on Patreon? If you aren't yet, you may want to start in December because, my loves, I have released the first ever bonus episode of Ghosts of a Podcast in which I talk about December and, in particular, the solar eclipse happening on 1225 kind of a big deal, but don't worry. I've got you covered. There's homework. There's insights. There's strategies. There's just more ghost of a podcast. So become a member on Patreon today. And the way to do it is to go to patreon.com slash Jessica Lignato, or just follow the link in the show notes. It's time for more astrology. Let's do this thing. So I'm going to start off with some business and then get into your horoscope. On 1231, 2019, my book is out. And if you've pre-ordered it, it will be in your sweet and sweaty paws. Maybe they're not sweaty. Maybe they're not sweet. But you'll have the book in your hands on 1231. If you have pre-ordered the book, you can also get your free downloadable 2020 astrological calendar. And you can get it through January 31st. So, you know, go ahead and get it. But what you don't know is that I am offering a webinar, an AMA, if you will, to close out 2019 right. I am that Capricorn. I don't like going out on New Year's Eve. It's not my thing. I like going within. And so I hope you will join me at 3 p.m. 
Pacific, which is California time, on December 31st, 2019 for a webinar. It will be in celebration of my beautiful book, which I'm so excited about. I'm going to talk about how to close out the year. I'm going to give you some tools, some homework, but also in honor of Astrology for Real Relationships, I want to do an AMA. Ask me damn anything, but not really anything. Ask me anything that I can answer for you without pulling up your whole entire birth chart, because I'm not going to be able to pull up your whole entire birth chart because it'll be a webinar. The details are on my website. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, I'm going to send out links and all that kind of good stuff. So save the date. And if you want the zhuzh and you want all the good information, but you can't make it, don't worry. When you sign up for a webinar, you'll get a downloadable link so that you can keep the video and the audio forever and get the value, even if you can't make it scheduling wise. Uh, All right, my loves. We are looking at the astrology of December 15th through the 21st of 2019. And this week, I'll give you all the specific transits that are happening, but there's going to be a solar eclipse on the 25th of December. If you haven't already gone to Patreon and become a supporter there, you should because I have a bonus episode, the first ever bonus episode of the podcast, and it is all about the eclipse and it gives you some real practical ways of engaging with it. And of course, next week, I'll talk about it here on the show as well. But we have this eclipse mounting. Uh, If you haven't already heard about January 12th, Saturn-Pluto conjunction involving the Sun and Mercury, that's another thing that's happening. And I will, of course, unpack it in another week's horoscope. What the upshot of all of this is, is that we are moving into some very heavy energies. And whether you look at your personal life, you are honest with yourself about what's happening psychologically and emotionally, or you just look at global news, local news, you will see that things are really coming to the surface. They are coming to bear, as it were. You know, all of this energy that is mounting is Capricorn energy. And Capricorn is concerned with the material world, with evidence, with consequence. It's a lot. I think the most important thing when coping with Capricorn energy is to be conscientious, to be humble, and to be humane. That is always the best vibe to work, whether we're talking about cap energy in your birth chart or we're talking about it in the way that I am right now by transit. As much as possible, keep on returning to clarity about what it is that you think are the most important values to embody in a practical way, on a material level, not just on a spiritual level, which of course is very important. But Capricorn wants us to bring it down to earth. You know, we're talking about a sea goat. It's not just a goat. It's a sea goat. So that's something for you to consider. And it absolutely is deeply coloring this week's horoscope, last week's horoscope, and on it will go. So on the 15th of December, Jupiter is forming a trine to Uranus. Whenever we see two outer planets forming an aspect to each other, we always can expect to see some sort of like social shift around that. Jupiter and Uranus are two planets that are deeply concerned with personal freedoms which is really exciting. On a personal level, this can be a moment where you have some sort of insight, where something moves forward for you, or just kind of like the wind catches your sail. This can be a time where you see a path forward that you weren't able to see before. It's especially great in the realm of anything that engages your self-expression, which hopefully is almost everything in your life. This transit can be a time where people come together to stand up for freedom 
and for autonomy. If you can, on this day, pay attention to the themes running through your life around self-expression. Spend some time, spare some energy for thinking about how you can be a better advocate for change in your own self, a better advocate for change in the world, at work, whatever it is that you think is best or whatever makes most sense for your values and your life and your situations. Jupiter trying Uranus may be something that you really notice, or if it's not really hitting your chart, you might not be noticing it in your personal life too much. Now, on the 19th, we have an exact Mercury square to Neptune. And on that same day, Mars is forming a sextile to Saturn. So Mercury square Neptune, not super exciting. Uh, This transit can really kick up anxiety and uncertainty. Mercury is your thoughts and it's your ideas and it's communication. And Neptune is fog. It just is a scrambler of Mercury. And so around this date, so again, the transit's exact on the 19th, but you'll feel it leading up to the 19th and a few days after. What you can expect is for things to not be terribly clear. Neptune governs anxiety and Mercury is your mind. And so you may be having anxious thoughts. You may find yourself fixated on something that is unknowable right now. You know what I'm saying? And when something is unknowable, It's really important to do what I've been talking about the past couple of podcasts, cultivate acceptance, cultivate presence, not seek answers. When you're in a state of anxiety and you scramble to find answers, you often find answers to the anxiety's questions instead of to the truth. So as much as possible around this date, avoid signing contracts avoid putting yourself forward in ways that don't feel clear to you. And that might mean you need to buy some time. It might mean you need to slow things down. You might want to consult with other people, but the tricky thing here is this particular transit isn't great for listening. So what happens is with Mercury and Neptune is that we're listening to the energy. And so it's harder to hear the words. And that gives us kind of mixed messages, either because since everyone's going through this, people themselves are giving you mixed messages, or it might be that you're focused on something that is not actually the information that is the most helpful to you. So the one good thing that I can tell you about this is that, well, actually, there's a couple good things, lest I be negative. One of the good things is that it's really great for the creatives amongst us. Do you write poetry, creative writing? Are you a singer? Are you a musician? Are you an artist? great transit for you. Not to edit. It's a terrible time for editing. It's a great time for brainstorming or for creating, just letting things flow. Neptune wants flow. Additionally, Mars is forming a sextile to Saturn on this date, as I said, and Mars sextile to Saturn is incredibly gratifying because it's grounding. It allows us to participate in actions or initiate actions that are sustainable. Isn't that nice? I loves it. And so what that means is we have a little bit of celestial support in coping with that Mercury-Neptune transit because of the Mars-Saturn. And what that might look like, and this would be my great joy if this is what you got to experience, is that you make some sort of meaningful headway in your relationship to yourself, your life, or other people around how you respond to and manage fear or anxiety or uncertainty in practical terms. That is what this astrology absolutely can offer you. But this, like most things, requires work and intention. So if you're willing to do the damn work and you're willing to bring intention to it, 
there's a lot of astrological support for getting it did. Mars sextile to Saturn itself is not a creative transit. That's not what it's here to do. But Mercury and Neptune together, even in a square, is quite creative. Now, there's only one more transit for me to tell you about, and it's kind of a a meaningful one. On December 21st, the sun enters the sign of Capricorn. And as it does, we also have the winter solstice. I love sun and Capricorn. Avi, Avi, Avi. I am very Capricorn. And also, I love the winter solstice. I am a big fan of the shifting of seasons, but I think what's truly important in 2019 on December 21st is we enter into a period that is very, 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 very Capricorn. This Capricorn energy is going to lead us to the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn in 2020. And this incredible amount of Capricorn energy, this is a time where we can expect to see massive changes in society. I don't know if you if you have heard this quote that is so inspiring that I couldn't agree with more from uh, the young Greta Thunberg. She said this, I am telling you there is hope. I have seen it, but it does not come from governments or corporations. It comes from the people. And that right there, it really encapsulates the potential of all of this Capricorn energy that we are stepping into on the 21st and that is taking us forward into the new year. It's taking personal responsibility for the person you want to be and taking material steps to embodying it. And to understand that lesson that Capricorn and Saturn wants us to understand, which is that we are part of a society. We are part of a community. It is important to find what your role is to play because we all do have one. We all have a role to play. If you are alive at this time, you are a part of everything that's happening. How you choose to participate, how you love yourself, how you punish yourself, how you punish others, how you write people off how you write yourself off, how you embrace yourself, how you embrace others, all of it, the mess of it, the mess of it is what we're here for. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't need to know where you're going or what the best choice is. All of those things would be freaking fabulous, but you don't need those things. What you need is to try your best. What you need is to understand that sometimes trying your best means not trying. And sometimes trying your best means kicking your own ass, right? Stay with the process. Stay with the work. Stay with the commitment to doing your best. This is not a great time for checking out for long periods of time. Saturn energy can be very fearful. And so we want to be associated, determined, and have meaningful steps. And those steps can be super small, but they have to have some sort of meaning to you in order for them to be motivating. And it is important to stay motivated at this time. Now, my loves, that's a pretty quick horoscope for you. And I hope you're all having a lovely week. You're taking really good care of yourselves around these holidays, (laughs) the crazy news cycle that we're living through, and all that kind of like messy, complicated, delightful, amazing, terrible, difficult stuff. All of it. Stay present, stay kind, do your best. And I'll talk to you next week. Every year they say the 